0: So time for something brand new. It's an all-new podcast series, uh, and it's going to be journaling and having a look at cycling, not only in Cape Town, but in South Africa. Uh, my name is Ryan O'Connor. I'm joined by Chris Philipser, Jr. Uh, Chris, how's it? Fine, thanks, Ryan. Good. It's good to have you as a part of this podcast series because the name, the surname Willemse is synonymous in South Africa, I think, with cycling. Um, genes that are hereditary because you got it from your dad, who in South Africa was one of the pioneers in terms of road cycling.
1: Yeah, I think uh, from a young age growing up and uh, being at home and seeing his trophies and his bikes and all the stuff, um, you, you know, can't uh, help but getting involved or, or get, getting a like for it. Um, And I think, yeah, uh, eventually I wanted to try it out without some other sports, but the cycling bug... But but me so there's no pressure
0: from, from dad to say listen uh, I expect you to get on a bicycle and go it's something that you naturally fell in love with
1: yeah uh, not at all I mean he wanted me to play rugby <laughs> he wanted me to play yeah. play golf um, and uh, yeah not, not pushing me into cycling at all um, but eventually I think in standard eight I decided you know what yeah. I don't like the guys with the rugby tox stepping on my <laughs> legs <laughs> while, while I want to be uh, riding bike and then sure. I decided that's the way I want to go.
0: And then you excelled. Um, just to give a bit of background and context to um, uh, the Chris Froome, so uh, uh, not only the cycling brand, but the uh, the legacy that your father's left for you. you. You then excelled. I mean, you represented South Africa um, on on the track and uh, on the road as well. Uh, and that must have been also been a monumentous uh, achievement. One that's obviously um, you know echoes and sentiment from 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 your father as a proud moment for him to have you um, kind of also dominate in that space.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um my ideal dream was to to eventually end up in Europe and yeah. and and try it there, but uh, unfortunately it was to say a little bit too hard for me. I tried it, didn't make it, and then uh, decided to just uh, race in South Africa for a few years, and yeah. then uh, yeah up into the business.
0: Well, hopefully, if you're listening to this, you're either A, a very keen cyclist, or B, you're somebody who wants to be. Um, And uh, we'd like to say that we'd like to be able to cater for both of you. So if you're a keen cyclist, either a road or a mountain biker, which it seems is the popular evolution now, a lot of road cyclists, due to just various reasons, um, are now moving away from road cycling and venturing into the world of mountain biking. It's nothing new. Uh, You've obviously, as a retailer in that space, must have seen, and as a mountain biker yourself, seen the migration across Cross from road cycling at the same time, you get people that do both. They're both uh, ro- all road cyclists and mountain bikers.
1: Yeah, definitely it is been a massive shift to to mountain biking, uh, various reasons. I think firstly safety um, and. I mean, being on the trails, it's it's a lot nicer than than being on the road. So yeah. there's definitely a shift to mountain biking um, mm-hmm. for sure. So what we'd like to achieve is uh,
0: offer something for the beginner, offer something for the expert, and somebody uh, something for somebody in between. So something just for the cyclist. So this is why we're doing this, uh, and to do it weekly, so you can be sure of one thing that this will be available uh, for you to download or for you to stream uh, from midnight on Wednesday nights. So for, th- for midnight Wednesday. Uh, Beginning of Thursday, you will have this podcast available for you to download and to listen to. Uh, What we will cover is, besides the fact that we've got, obviously, uh, a massive road and mountain bike culture, um, there's also various other uh, break-offs. There are people that are getting onto other devices and other bikes. There was a uh, once upon a time, there was this culture of getting a fat bike. Uh, We'll talk about all the other bits in between, but also to supply you with not only the latest uh, information as to races uh, that are coming up on the weekend, but also things like nutrition, equipment, um, and everything that's happening. In the world of cycling right now globally and of course locally as well uh, I mentioned something for the beginning because there are a lot of people listening that are keen to get into cycling uh, and I think that's a good place for us maybe to start Chris is that uh, let's start the conversation in that in that line. Now, what you 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 obviously are um, are seeing a lot of people and I say you being a, a national um, um, uh, brand that that caters to everyone in South Africa um, a lot of you first-time bike buyers whether it's road or mountain come in and they say I'm looking for a bicycle um, What do you say to somebody who says I'm looking for a bicycle?
1: Firstly, the most important thing I would say is to to make sure what the guy's interest is um, and how serious he is about riding a yeah. bike. Um, you don't him, want to buy... Him or her. Him or her. Yeah. You don't want to buy and make sure uh, two months down the line, this isn't... Or you love it, the bug bit, and you rather want to go uh, dual suspension bike or something more sure. expert, and yeah. now you're sitting uh, with a bike.
0: You, you say dual suspension. We're talking mountain bikes there uh, on the mountain bike side. So if you hear say things and you're an expert, you're going to go, we know exactly what you're talking about. But like I said, we're going to make sure that this caters for everybody. So dual suspension there, for those people who go, what's he talking about? It's about a mountain bike. A uh, mountain bike is the dual being the front and the back suspension. We'll, we'll talk about that in length and in detail. Um, or, or road bike. So you'll go, are you going to go using this on the road? Are you on the on, on, on the mountain bike? Or Are you looking for something for the city, like a hybrid? Um, so so let's actually just talk about the hybrid quickly, because that seems to be a very popular thing as well. So um, And then also there's, there's categories within categories. So you're now a cyclist. Are you going to be somebody who's cycling as a serious? competitive cycler, or are you a weekend warrior? And that's where I find myself, is that uh, Chris and I, and this is why it's 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 great for us to be talking cycling, because Chris is in the other end of the spectrum where he's um, riding with guys that are doing um, the very premium events in South Africa, like the ABSA Cape Epic, uh, and, and everything in between. And I, I don't, don't, don't mean to belittle the stuff in between, but there's nothing bigger and better and greater in terms of mountain biking than achieving a finish on the ABSA Cape Epic, number one. And then number two, there's a lot of little challenges in between that are massive as well. We we'll got wine to Wells, uh, Josie, uh, sunny to sea. This t- t- beautiful stuff in between. Um, but that's more Chris's side of <laughs> of the cycling pool. That you'll be happy to hear. Chris is here to 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 cover that side as well. But I'm the weekend warrior. I'm the kind of guy that, if you're listening or or, or or girl that's listening, that enjoys taking my bike out on a Saturday or wherever I can in the week and goes to just enjoy the scenic part of of being on a mountain bike. Enjoys going to go and stop halfway for a croissant or a coffee and preferably come back feeling really good, not too bombed and not too bushed to, to continue with the rest of my weekend. So Chris and I obviously will make a good team because he'll be talking about the stuff that, uh, that'll that really excite the more advanced rider. And I'll be talking about the stuff that you and I and, and the rest of the weekend warriors out there will enjoy. So somebody comes along and say, I wanna get in a bicycle. You might be thinking to yourself, uh, you know, do I wanna be on a road bike? Do I wanna be on a mountain bike? Or do I want to be on a hybrid? So what is a hybrid bike?
1: Hybrid is basically in between your road bike and mountain bike. So for instance, you want to be 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 riding mountain bike but you want to be in a comfortable position. So it's almost like a mountain bike setup thinner wheels like a road bike, but you're not that serious. You want to have best of both worlds sure. so you can always have the, the difference of changing the tyres on the hybrid going slightly more aggressive or mount towards a mountain bike kind of tyre right. so you can re- use it on gravel roads and use it on the tar as well so it's best of both worlds if you're not 100% sure it's not the most popular yeah. but it, it, it is out there Is it a very durable bike? It is durable yeah it's. It, I mean you do get more more Say car, up until carbon lightweight. Right. So what are they it's start not, it's, it's, at?
0: What are they start
1: price wise? Uh, price wise, anything around about. I would say, I mean, you do get cheaper ones, but I won't go below four five thousand rand. Because right. if you go a bit below than that, then you jeopardize on on cheaper components, sure. and you don't want to be, you know. Yeah nagging around and changing opponents if stuff goes faulty or, or break but uh, 5,000 and upwards I would say mm. it's, it's a good start
0: right so that's a hybrid then obviously road bike start uh, what is the starting price range for a, a road bike now when I say a road bike now for folks if the last time that you were on a bicycle listen to this was the time that you went to school on a bicycle um, and I remember back in my youth growing up and being uh, having a bike called an Invader I don't know if you even remember the brand no, called it's Invader long before it's before time. your time but there was a bike called an Invader An Invader uh, came out more or less the same time as Rally. Rally was in that space. And Peugeot. Now, let me give you an example. If you went to school in the northern suburbs in the Western Cape, uh, or the southern suburbs where you could cycle to school, there was a mass of either BMX bicycles, because BMXs were very popular, uh, the bomber had just come out. Yeah. And the bomber was like only the very, very, very Lani kids and the kids that had his folks had a lot of money would buy them these big bombers, which was a cross between a chopper. And almost it's probably one of the first examples of a mountain bike um, is that that was just like a real luxury, this massive big cruise that bombed over everything. And they called them a bomber. Uh, And then you'd get the middle of the road cycling stuff. It's not stuff that you could go out and compete with. I I didn't think so. But it was decent enough to be a first bike for a kid in school. Um, And I had this invader. But all the kids that were really keen on their cycling, and I mean really keen like that, you not only go to school on their bicycles, they would go home, get into cycling gear, and then use that bicycle to go and do things in the northern suburbs like Tiki, uh, around the back of Tiki, and uh, cyclists will know that route very well. Um, And they all had bikes like the Peugeots, the Peugeot Report yeah. Uh, that was the and one that every other kid looked at and went, like, oh, yo, this kid, this kid's pretty sport. The, 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 you know, I remember my friend Grant. This kid's Lani. He's, He's, He's Alani. This kid's got a Peugeot report. And then there were guys and local South Africans, and I'll never forget my very first expensive bike I had. And I saved up, saved up, saved up for it. It was a Peter Allen. Yeah. A yeah. Peter yeah. Allen bicycle. And... It had thin wheels, something that was also brand fairly new at the time. Everyone was going, look how thin these wheels. Are. I can't believe um how thin, super thin these wheels were. And then it was the start also of the clip off system, where we went from screwing the, uh, the 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 nuts closed on the front and the back wheel to having this Release. quick release yes and everyone when they saw that and it was before even clip pedals so the pedals the smartest pedal system that you had had a uh, aluminium piece that you could put your foot in with a strap of leather yeah. and you could tighten the leather down on your shoes what's, to make what's sure. called toe clips <laughs> toe clips yeah yeah um <laughs> But those were those smarter bikes, the Peter Allens and the Peugeots. That was the beginning of my kind of a learning curve with bicycles, where I I learned the difference between something I could use every single day as a reliable mode of transport and what I termed was a decent enough bike for you to be able to also go out and go and, and smash plenty of kilometers out in the open road. So, again, Uh, that conversation about somebody coming and going, I want to get a bicycle, I want to uh, use it for the weekend. You're going to find out the purpose of the bicycle. That's the first thing. What are you going to be using this for, to and from work? And then secondly, let's talk about if you're not going to be using it for that, you're going to be using it for weekend races, maybe training for a Cape Town cycle tour or a 947 up in Joburg. Um, You kind of think to yourself, well, you're going to need something that's reliable, something that you don't have to possibly upgrade every year, something, and you mentioned this earlier on in our conversation with decent components. Um, And that is something that makes the entire package Package that is whatever it is you're buying either worthwhile or be, you know, kind of a, a good starting point for you to, to to base your purchase on. So I've come along, I've, I've, distinguished, I've, I've kind of a, distinguished what it, what it is I want to do with you. I've, I've, I want to buy a mountain bike, I want to buy a road bike. Um, how many people then just take said product and go out there and fall over a million times uh, as opposed to asking where to next? Do they ask the question where to next? Does that often get asked? Where do you go after you buy a bicycle?
1: Yeah. Yes, um, it's actually a difficult thing. Mo- or to put it this way, most of the people actually come in. Oh, that's why there's a big shift into mountain biking, because yeah. it's it's you can deci- you're not 100 percent sure whether you want to be on the road or whether you want to do the August tour or you want to do a mountain bike race yeah. or the fields cycle, cycle, tour, tour, eh? cycle tour. Sorry, cycle tour. You,
0: you're going to get um, our friend um, uh, from the from the cycle tour trust. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mr. Dave Ballez, Ballez. Uh, um, calling you and saying on your podcast you called it that um, the cycle tour. Yeah.
1: So um that's why they the shift is to mountain biking. You mm. you can always uh, if you if you do the cycle tour you can put on a slick tire, which is a sure. more narrow tire that fits on the mountain bike and doesn't have the knobbies, so the resistance mm. is a lot less for the tar road
0: or to Knobbies by the way, let's explain to everything uh, to everyone as if they'd never seen it for the first time. The, obviously the very, very, very thicker tread, uh off road tread, it's that very coarse thick for plenty of traction and grip off road, they're yeah. called knobbies
1: That's right. Okay. And then the slick is just the plain one without knobbies basically like a car tire. Right. Just yeah. No no yeah. resistance or no, nothing keeping you back. Yeah. So you can always, uh, if you have got the mountain bike, you can choose either one of sure. the two tires. You don't have to have two bikes, a road bike and a mountain bike. You yeah. can use it on both. That is also why the shift is more towards mountain, mountain biking because yeah. not everybody wants to buy two bikes.
0: And then you can join a club. I mean, you can yeah. either join a, a road club where you can go and learn the basics at the road club, and they offer courses where they take you out on the bike and show you the bike from A to Z, uh, and uh, or a mountain bike club. I mean, we we both belong to the Tigerberg Mountain Club, um, at, uh, incredible mountain club. They look after; they do a great job with maintaining the uh, the paths uh, and the trails and the single track, and they're always developing. They're always looking after one another on the trails, which is very important to do. Uh, but join a club, Play the, the club fees. It's really minimal. Uh, I think our current I'm not too sure what our current fees are, but they're about five or six hundred rand yeah. here. And you learn a lot club, and you learn a lot from yeah. the club. Uh, you get a newsletter, you can go out, and we'll talk about that as well, because I want to talk also about uh, the benefits of joining a club, as opposed to going out by yourself thinking that you can c- take on the world uh, out there, and the benefits, obviously, of joining a club. Not only the fact that you're allowed into places that you other non-members aren't allowed, but also the fact that you've got that support in place from various clubs. Yeah. Right, so uh, let's move on in terms of our conversation now um, to the next chapter of um, the, 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 the process of, of you you know, of cycling in terms of now we've, we've chosen the right bike. How important is it to use the right gear? Uh, and I'm not talking about the actual gear on the bicycle. I'm talking about things like, obviously, for those of you who aren't aware, helmets are compulsory. Uh, you can't go out on the road without a helmet. It's against the law, number one. Uh, but everything else that comes with it, because now I'm faced with a the dilemma. There are a million bits of Lycra staring straight at me in a store, And I'm going, what does this all mean to me? There are brands, in-house brands. There are brands in my face that are screaming five, six, seven thousand rand, but it still looks the same. I'm seeing a little star that says ASOS on it, but and everyone's talking about the quality of this bib and bib buying. A, by the way, uh, by the way, being a uh, the bottoms of a cycling the shorts that are joined at the top via a bib system, so it's an all in one piece. It excludes the top. You put the top on after that,
1: it's almost like your your racing suit. Yes, yep. yeah,
0: yeah. Right. So so let's talk about about that quickly. So we've got a bike. We've chosen. We're going to go. A Road, or we're going to go mountain or hybrid. We've got a bike. We're keen to go out um, and do one of those three activities. How important is it to get the right gear? Th- following that, the things like helmets, gloves, shoes, all those bits and because people see, seem to skimp on that. They go, "Well, I spent yeah. all my money on a really nice bike." and I want to spend only a, a little bit on the right
1: gear. That's the biggest mistake you can make. Yeah. Um, it's always an example I, I tell a client is, it's so important. You can have a 100,000 rand bike if, is a few things I believe is really important. It's your saddle, mm. your shoes, mm. and your shorts, of course your helmet as well. If yeah. those things aren't comfortable and good quality, mm. you can ride the most expensive bike. It's it's going to hurt. You're not going to like riding bike. So it's not always about the bike. It's a few things that go with it. I mean, you can ride any shirt, but mm. the especially the shorts that yes. in which we call the chamois the, chamois, yeah. the protection thing is, it's, oh. no, it's,
0: <laughs> yeah. let me tell you if you spend any and, and what I love is time in the saddle uh, T-I-T-S um, is is important so the more you spend time in the saddle the, the more your bum aches if you're not used to it number one so prepare uh, for, for a, a couple of bits of your body um, parts of your body to ache but your bum Especially, so a good chamois, which as Chris said, is that uh, padded protection piece between your backside and the saddle of your bicycle.
1: Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people normally think, listen, it needs to be thick, yeah. uh, more cushioning. It's it's not the answer. I mean, yeah. it needs to absorb the sweat and it, uh, it's not necessarily, it, it, a thick uh, chamois is perfect for five kilometers around the block, but mm. eventually after a longer distance, that thicker chamois is not the ideal answer. Mm. Um, and then, uh, of course, helmet is, is super important. Sure. I mean, your head comes first. And then something a lot of people basically skip on is gloves. I mean, yeah. when you go down, like Ryan. I, I mean, w- you yeah, went, yeah, I went yesterday. down yesterday, by the way. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, coming down the Tita, beautiful day for a cycle yesterday. Uh, went out, coming, smashing it down. In actual fact, we had a bit of a, a, a small malfunction going up. I had a, a problem with, with the back brakes. So I was on the front brakes. Uh, coming down a steep section of the Tita from the mast down to Blumendal. And uh, went into a, uh, a corner on the front brakes and just just uh, just bottom. That.
1: <laughs> and the first thing you do when when going down, you yeah. try and stop with your hands. Yeah. So gloves is is I mean, it's the it's the one part of your body that probably takes the longest to heal. Yeah. You do everything every day with your hands, yeah. and I see you've got a blister on your on your wrist. Yeah, well, here, that's so not from cycling. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah,
0: so it's true. Uh, th- those gloves take a pounding, and they seem to to, to 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 last really well. And you want something that that doesn't break every time you have a fall. Which, by the way. It's it's inevitable you're going to. Whether you're a road on the road or on a mountain bike, prepare. As you would if you were a runner, if you were any other uh, doing any other discipline in the world, there's a chance every now and then that you don't see a bump in the road. As a runner, you trip over it, you hit the deck, you get back up, and you keep running. Likewise, with any kind of form of cycling, there's going to be a time where you might have a puncture, you might lose control of the bike, whatever. You prepare, prepare for these things as best you can, but when it happens, it happens, and you want to know that your, your equipment that you're using is great. Uh, this is the very first of many podcasts. Chris Philipser, Jr., myself, Ryan O'Connor, talking cycling. And the entire umbrella in South Africa that falls under uh, under cycling. We're not affiliated to any bodies in any way, uh, in terms of cycling um, um, uh, unions or cycling clubs, uh, besides the, the ones that we belong to on our in our personal capacity, um, which is just good to have so we can cycle in those areas. Uh, I spoke about Tigerberg Mountain Club, mountain bike club. Um, that is where both and I, Chris, are members, but in no way are we members of or affiliated with any members of the management there uh, or anything along those lines. What we want to try and do uh, every week is provide you with a platform to talk all things cycling, whether it's equipment, whether it's nutrition, whether it's big events happening on the weekend in in South Africa. Joburg always has big events, Cape Town too. Every weekend we have an event. So this is why we're doing this. We'll do this every week. If there's things specifically uh, you'd like to be get in touch and, and for us to touch on and talk about, you can feel free to email me, Ryan at KFM.co.za. Uh, Chris's email address is Chris J at CWcycles.co.za. Nice, and uh, we'll feature it if it's uh, something that you're interested to know. I'm sure other cyclists will be interested too, and we'll talk about it during this podcast. Uh, right, so let's now. Now, now we've got uh, a bicycle, whatever bike uh, we're, we're, we're keen on, on getting involved with. It. It's road, hybrid. Bike mountain we've got the gear we've bought everything we need to get out on the bicycle um how when does nutrition come into it when does buying products because i notice at every single place you go it doesn't matter what sports shop you go to nutrition's always the aisle leading up to wherever you're going to pay and a lot of people like me who are a weekend warrior we'll go i go straight past i go to the counter i i, I want to buy pay for my goods and get out of there Nutrition's always on the way there. Is it only the very, very keen, and when I mean keen, I mean the very good to to moderate to intermediate cyclists that pick up nutrition for, for events? or do, Is that a, uh, a nutrition something that you should think of from the word go?
1: Yeah, I think um, to put it in a perspective way is if you're going to be riding five kilometers or 10 kilometers, it's not necessarily necessary for for supplements. Mm. I think as soon as you start going longer distances it's, it's really important. It's like so. a car. I mean you have to put fuel in to keep on yeah, going yeah. and a lot of people normally forget to do that mm. and once they which we call in cycling terms hit the wall mm. it's basically too late. I mean you can eat as much as you want as much as you want to drink it's too late yeah. to recover to get to the finish. So you have to keep on even though you're hu- not hungry you need yeah. to keep on Fueling. putting feeling, putting okay. something into the body and, and keep on going. That is super important.
0: So we'll talk about that that over the next uh, couple of weeks and months about nutrition, about various products for uh, various um, distances, for various types of disciplines as well, whether it's road or mountain. Um, Let's also have a look and and, and talk a little bit about some of the big events on the calendar for this coming weekend. Uh, And uh, when we start talking about those, we start obviously looking at road and, of course, mountain biking. I don't know if there's anything this this weekend. Should we start with the Western Cape and talk about things that are happening in Cape Town uh, or the Western Cape this weekend? Anything big on the cards this weekend?
1: Uh, Not actually. This weekend, there's not actually much happening. We in, in cycling now, we're actually in a funny time of the year. It's mm. almost we're hitting winter, we start going over to, to mountain bike stage races. So mm. it's a, it's the, the month of May is actually very quiet. There is a few things in, in Joburg. I see they've got the, the six hour mountain bike series, which is what uh, a tough race for six hours. You <laughs> see how many laps you can do, yeah. Um, but that's uh, yeah, that's about it. And you know, there's small little ones, but we'll definitely look into that and, and try and in and most yeah. of the big areas to. to yeah
0: to be able to just see what's happening. Uh, weather-wise, Joburg, you're looking partly cloudy this coming weekend. If you want to get out, uh, chilly starts to the morning about 11, 12 degrees. It'll get up to about 18, 19 at this stage. Uh, Cape Town, you're clear till Sunday. There's rain expected Sunday. So if you're planning to be outdoors this weekend, uh, whether you're in the northern suburbs, southern suburbs of the Western Cape, it's going to be great for a Saturday morning cycle. Uh, if you are looking at getting out there as a first time or on a mountain bike, I would advise that you're getting hold of your various club. Or that uh, depends where you want to cycle, of course. But find out in that area who the, re- the relevant club is get a hold of them if you aren't a member there you can pay a morning fee uh, it's almost like a, uh, a fee for that morning and that ride alone you pay that and you're entitled to cycle that uh, in whatever area you are but make sure you follow and adhere to all the rules the club rules for that specific area and there are many many wonderful clubs in, uh, in the mountain bike uh, world not only in Cape Town but in Joburg to uh, hit the website up and if you're new to it as well go and le- learn go start with the basic tracks there's very simple Basic tracks. If you see kids on, on them, that's perfect. One day, you too, if you don't have kids yet, will we'll be on those tracks learning how to bike. So don't feel bad at all if you've got to go out there and uh, use some of the smaller um, uh, tracks, some of the less dangerous tracks to begin, because that's where you've got to begin. Don't be uh, think that you're going to be super brave and go and tackle the stuff that uh, some of the, uh, the, uh, the, the more advanced and more experienced riders are doing. Go out, start small, and most of these uh, clubs, like I said, will offer that for, uh, to you. Internationally, what's happening on the, on the circuit? I saw Jura d'Italia, is that still on?
1: Jura is still on. I think the most... More oh, exciting part is still coming when yeah. the guys are hitting the big mountains we've got tour of California yeah. and we have tour of Norway so it's three big tours um, main focus is on the Giro nice. um, so there you are. that's exciting to watch so
0: good luck to you. If you are in the uh, in the, that beginning phase of going to go and purchase your first ever bicycle for something more serious than just going to school and back, uh, you're going to go and buy your first mountain bike. Decisions are uh, plenty out there. Uh, be sure you get expert advice when uh, purchasing any of the above said mentioned uh, forms of transport. Uh, get good advice to buy something that's suited for you, your lifestyle, and obviously your price point, which is very, very important. Chris and I will be back to talk more cycling uh, next week. We'll look at some of the big events coming up. We'll also start looking at various brands a lot of people uh, have the conversation about brand loyalty do I go X or do I go Y what am I looking at if I've got because often it's more of a price point thing uh, as opposed to a brand thing Uh, a good entry point is uh, what it is that you've got to afford so you you get the conversation that says well I've got X amount of money and if that X amount would be 5,000 Rand or 10,000 Rand Uh, anyway up to what's the most expensive and I think mountain bike first what's the most expensive mountain bike in terms of Rand's um, uh, what will it set you back?
1: Oh, no. <sighs> I would say around about 150000 You do get bikes a lot yeah. more expensive, which has been, so to say, pimped. But, I mean, yeah, when you so walk so into… Pimped, so you've customised. Customised. You've,
0: you've gone over the top. You've done things like like I've done. Uh, we have stuck electronic uh, <laughs> <laughs> gearing systems on the bike, etc. Yeah. Um, so, one you are probably looking at something like a Cannondale uh, Scalpel Team Edition uh, in terms of a mountain bike, which comes complete, basically. Uh, the co- components on it, everything's is, is bells and whistles.
1: Yes, that's right. Full carbon fiber, carbon wheels, everything that's… Road bike. that's Road bike, pretty much the same. Also around about 150,000 rand. Again, you can go overboard and, yeah. and, and buy wheels for, for 80,000 what, what,
0: rand. What what's the bra- what kind of brands are we looking at there at 150?
1: 150, I would also say Cannondale is also a very popular mm. brand. Um, Giant is also up there. Specialized yeah. is also up there. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's quite a Pinarello uh, in yeah. road cycling. Bianchi. Bianchi. If you go <laughs> Italian. On. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Italiano. Italiano, you always pay a little bit more. But uh, yeah, so there's <laughs> okay. quite a few brands.
0: So, the good news is, like I said, we will talk about uh, brands. We won't be brand loyal to any specific brand. And we'll also talk about the growing, growing culture of e-bikes because e-bikes in itself is a massive massive growing culture it's fairly new in South Africa it's fairly expensive in South Africa is it worth it I'll give you my point of view because I think that is the future certainly of uh, where I'm going with what I like doing best which is being out on the weekends uh, like I said as a weekend warrior I have recently discovered the e-bike and I cannot be happier and I'll give you all my reasons why when we chat again next week uh, Chris Williams Jr thank you very much for joining everybody. That's on the trails or on the roads. Be safe this coming weekend. Uh, And uh, we'll be back next week with another podcast where we'll be in touch, uh, not only with uh, some of the locals in terms of Johannesburg and Cape Town uh, clubs, see what they're up to on the weekends. Uh, We'll have a weather update for you as well next weekend. And we'll talk all things cycling right here. So take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. Be safe on the trails and roads. Chris, thank you. Thanks, Ryan. And we'll be back next week with another podcast.